Margaret, it says walking it on in. You didn't see my feet. I was dancing up here. It's like dancing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, friends, and I think I can accurately say for many of you, fellow earth worshipers, it is with deep gratitude for your presence in this, our sacred sanctuary, and all of those people online tonight and in the days to come who are watching, that I welcome you for tonight's celebration of the winter solstice. This celebration really is a testament to the free expression of religious practice that we celebrate and we cherish as you use. My name is Randy Jefferson. I'm a member of First UU and its Religious Services Committee. Now, since 2017, which was the first year of Brian Mason's ministry here, I've been privileged to lead this service using the format that we will follow tonight. And from our start in a not quite full Yawkey Hall with a few scattered drummers in the darkness, attendance grew and we transferred into the sanctuary in order to accommodate the number of you who have felt it was important to be present, to be touched by the words, and be moved by our talented drums club's incantation calling forth the sun. Now, in thinking about what this service has become, as I reflected in preparation for this year, I decided that my purpose has been served. If self-proclamation is allowed, it is time for me to become the winter solstice worship leader emeritus. <laughs> I'm confident that fresh ideas and fresh voices will bring new life to this service. Now, this will always be a special night, a night that's unique in our spiritual journeys. In a world that continues to place all too much value on frenetic pace and instant gratification, that is weighed down by worry and anxiety, we ache, we ache to be reminded that there is another way. Tonight, we're presented with the opportunity to slow the pace and refocus our attention by musing on ancestral wonderings, reconnecting with the natural world and its patient cycles, cycles that renew and sustain us. As seems to be perennially true, many of us are strained and spent, and we really need respite from our guarded existence. And I encourage you tonight to open your senses, feel. If the outer world tries to press in on you, take a deep breath. Center yourself in the holy space that we all create together and we share with one another. Let the darkness and the light enter your being. May you find meaning and inspiration through your active presence 
in this celebration of the sacred circle of life. I have two housekeeping announcements. One is we put a basket at the rear of the sanctuary. If you wish to make a financial gift, we would appreciate it. The second is that tonight we're going to take a step up in the post-service refreshment department. Instead of Randy's dark chocolate chip cookies, this year we've replaced them with generous tasty edibles from members of the drum club. So thank you, Donna, for organizing and members for donating your creations. So please partake of those and stay for conversation after our letting go ceremony. As I light the chalice, think on these words from Annie Forrester. Annie Forrester, who is Minister Emeritus of the Evergreen UU Church in Marysville, Washington. Come we now out of the darkness of our unknowing and the dusk of our dreaming. Come we now from far places. Come we now into the twilight of our awakening and the reflection of our gathering. Come we now all together. We bring unilluminated our dark caves of doubting. We seek unbedazzled the clear light of understanding. May the sparks of our joining kindle our resolve, brighten our spirits, reflect our love, and unshadow our days. Come we now, enter the dawning. As a call to worship, I'm going to share a brief piece by Annie Bowden Friedman. It's entitled Once More, and it actually is appropriate for any day, but I think it has special meaning for this particular day. Once more. Once more, the earth has turned toward the light of the sun. As we are bathed in the light of a new day, so may we greet the dawning of fresh possibility. Once more, we awaken from our slumber. As our bodies rise to meet the challenges and pleasures of living, so may our hearts and minds open to the promise. Once more, we gather for worship. As we join our voices in word and song, so may this assembly bring forth wholeness. Come, let us worship. And let us join our voices together in our gathering hymn. Now, most of you who have been here before, and many of you have for this service, are familiar with it. It's gathered here. It's number 389. 
And we have traditionally done it as a round, and I don't see any reason to change that tonight, even though I was a little worried that we were a little sparse on the left side of the sanctuary. But we've got a couple of strong voices. One of them I know right up front. And one in the back, right, yes. Sorry, Ann, yes. So we'll divide up into two groups. The right side will sing the first part as we get to the round. Then the, the left side will start after that. Kira, I'm going to put you on the spot if you wouldn't mind. When we stand up, if you would turn around and just kind of lead that group in that you, what they're supposed to be doing, that would be helpful. And I will stick with the right side of the sanctuary. Margaret will play Gathered Here, again, 389, through once. We'll sing it together once, and then we'll sing it two times through as a round, beginning on the right side, followed by the left. 389, please rise. Thank you. You may be seated. For meditation tonight, I decided to switch it up a little bit. I'd use the same meditation, I think, in every service. And I found one, I think maybe I found it in a previous year but hadn't used it, but I thought it seemed appropriate this year to do a guided meditation on darkness. So we're going to do that. The words are from Sherry Woodbury. So I invite you to enter into a period of quiet for this guided meditation. You might want to adjust your position so that your spine is straight, your body relaxed, perhaps your hands resting gently in your lap. For this meditation, you'll probably want to close your eyes and shut out all distractions of the light. Take a deep, slow breath and begin. With vision muted, notice what your other senses are telling you. You may feel a sense of pressure in your back or in your sitting bones. 
You may have feelings of tightness in your shoulders or along your jawline. Release any areas of tension that you notice. Soften the neck and the swallowing muscles. Release any tension you feel in your abdomen. Imagining the inner organs in your body letting go of tension. Soften your eyes. Let them feel warm and relaxed as if floating in a pool of water. Inhale. Exhale. You may notice strange sensations, such as a tingling in a muscle or a ticklish feeling on the skin. Whatever comes to your awareness is okay. Just acknowledge it in the silence. Let us turn our attention to the sounds around us. What do you notice in the sanctuary? You may hear your own breathing. You may hear a neighbor shifting position. You may hear the crackle of the chalice. Perhaps you hear a car passing outside in the street. Having acknowledged these outward sounds, let us turn our focus inward now. And thoughts may float through your consciousness. You can just let them float on by. Feelings may bubble up from some deeper place within you. You don't have to name the feeling or put any words to it. Just notice if there is anything there for you with gentle acceptance. Now imagine your body and mind are filled with darkness and silence, like the deep, dark night in a wilderness. Take comfort in the stillness the restfulness of this space within you. Don't try to make anything happen. Just rest in this inner darkness, knowing that you are safe in this moment. You can simply be. Breathe in and out. In the quiet corners within, let us sense the healing powers of the body, the amazing ability of our soft animal body to restore damaged cells, to create new, healthy cells, to bring balance to systems that have gotten out of whack, let us acknowledge, too, the creative powers of our minds and hearts. From the mysterious inner regions comes all poetry, all music. From the inner dark emerges all sculpture and dance, all art and cultures that are the heritages of humanity. Even consciousness itself 
the great unsolved mystery of science resides in the deep unknown of ourselves. Continue to be with your breath and a still, quiet mood as you rest a while longer in the darkness. With humility and awe and gratitude for all the powers of the darkness within yourself. When you are ready, open your eyes and re-enter the light. Each of the last two years when I did this service, I mentioned a book. Two years ago, actually, we were Zooming the service, but I still mentioned the book, which I could not locate. I'd used it the year before, but I could not find it for the service that year. Searched for it again last year, no luck. Not in the children's library, not anywhere. I mentioned it to Jess, and Jess said, I'm going to get you a copy for this year. She did that. She got a copy, and then the other copy actually showed up. So now we have two copies of a book called, book called, believe it or not, Darkness. And it's a relatively simple story, but I think like some of what we've already talked about tonight, sometimes there's some very profound insights that we find in simplicity. There are beautiful pictures in this book, and I'll bring it out after the service and when we're having our refreshment, and you might want to take a look at it. Darkness is written by Mildred Pitts Walter. And she says, are you afraid of the dark? Whether your answer is yes or no, Think of all the things that happen in the dark. Some wonderful things happen when there's no light. The fiery falling star and pinpoint lights far away in the sky can only be seen in the dark. Life begins in the darkness. Babies begin in the darkness of their mother's wombs. Seeds become plants in the darkness of the earth. Gold, silver, sparkling diamonds all are formed in the dark seams of the earth. Many plants and animals live together in the deep, dark waters of the sea. Dark clouds bring refreshing rain. It seeps down into the earth and returns, bubbling up from the darkness, crystal clear in the light of day. Some magical things are dark. The closest thing to us is our shadow. It is dark. And the shadow of a friend is no less dark than the shadow of a stranger who waits to become known. 
The shade that welcomes the weary is dark. Our most secret thoughts come from the dark inside of our mind. Creativity seeds there and grows into new ideas. It is evening time at the end of a busy day when family and friends gather together for laughter and talk. The pale moon forms dark, shimmering silhouettes. And quiet reigns in the deep darkness when the horizon is lost and heaven and earth become one. The darkest hour just before dawn is dream time. That's Mildred Pitts Walter's book, Darkness. Now we get a chance to do something together, which we've done every year. So most of you, I think, pretty much know what you're in store for. It's not hard. You just need to know which directions north, south, east, and west are, and you'll be in good shape. This is a unison reading. It is in your order of worship. It honors the circle of life. Before we read it, I just want to make a couple comments about us, really, and then about the larger world. As Unitarian Universalists, we take our inspiration from a number of different sources. These are sources of wisdom and spiritual insight. And they number from personal experience of mystery and wonder, the words and deeds of prophetic women and men, ethical teachings of the world's religions, humanist counsel regarding the guidance of reason and science, and then there's that final source that we consider to be extremely important for us. This is the one that draws me and I think maybe some of you with each trip you take around the sun much more closer to it. These are the spiritual teachings of earth-centered traditions that celebrate the sacred circle of life, and they instruct us to live in harmony with the rhythms of nature. In solstice is a time when many of us feel that source more strongly than any of the other sources that are so important to us. Now, celebrating winter solstice or Yule is an ancient tradition, and it has been celebrated in many cultures, in the Celtic tradition of Northern Europe, honoring the cycle of life was at the core of their religion. And closer to our home, the indigenous people of what, to be, what became known as the Western Hemisphere also centered their spiritual practice on the life cycle and the elements that comprised each of the sacred directions. So we use this wording tonight, this honoring of the sacred circle of life to really honor the native traditions which are so important to us. So I ask you to please rise. 
We begin by facing the east. We'll see if anybody needs any help. Everybody's got it. If you're one of the last ones, you'll know where to face now. There you go. Good for you. I won't mention any names. And begin reading. Spirit of the east, spirit of the air, of morning and springtime, be with us as the sun rises in times of beginning, times of new light. Inspire us with the fresh breath of courage as we go forth to new directions. And facing the south, spirit of the south, spirit of fire, of noontime and summer. Be with us through the heat of the day and help us to understand our desires. Warm us with strength and energy for the work that awaits us and the West. Spirit of the West, spirit of water, of evening and autumn, be with us as the sun sets and help us to reflect on our past. Flow through us with a cooling, healing quietness and bring us peace. And finally, back forward to the north. Spirit of the north, spirit of earth, holding the seed of life through the long winter. Be with us in the darkness at this time of change. Round us in the wisdom of the seasons as we celebrate the spiral journey of our lives. You may be seated. Second hymn, it's number 55, Dark of Winter. I won't go on too long about it, other than the fact that we really like it, right, Margaret? <laughs> so I'm going to not ask you to stand since you were just standing, and I just had you sit, so you may stay seated. <laughs> but please open to hymn number 55, Dark of Winter.
a solstice reflection. The word solstice comes from really two Latin words for sun and standing still. And we can really see how ancient peoples might have seen it that way. Throughout all human history, winter is the time that people feared the possibility that days might forever continue to shorten and nights might forever lengthen, which would inevitably end with death. And people living in the northern hemisphere, they know that late December has been considered the most dangerous time of year throughout all the ages. And really until quite recently, it is in winter that fuel and food, which are necessary for survival, might run out or when unpredictable weather could bring dreadful results. Native North Americans actually spread their villages into small family groups so they had less impact on the land. Age for Native Americans was counted by winters survived. Robin Wall Kimmerer of braiding sweetgrass fame, who's a member of the citizen Potawatomi Nation, describes winter as a teacher of vulnerability. My learning has been easy by comparison. After spending several nights in my tent surrounded by the upper peninsula frost of mid-May mid or late October, shiveringly sleeping in my down bag and head-to-toe wool, I marvel at the thought that Native people survived in much the same location day after day for months with temperatures 20 to 40 degrees colder than I was experiencing. Even today, the perils of winter are still true for many who don't have the necessary means to battle cold and darkness, who are inactive, who are lonely. Now, because ancient peoples believed that the disappearing daylight might never return, they lit huge bonfires to entice the sun to come back. And those bonfires of ages past evolved into traditions for us which involved decorating our houses and our trees at this time of year. Those ancestors ancestors of ours were, they were sad, they were, they were scared, they were so scared that, of winter and they felt this way for thousands of years and to push back against their sadness and their fears, they came together. They came together and they built fires and they built monuments, they made art, they told stories to help them through the cold night. And what they began to do was create hope, create hope for themselves and for their children that the time of darkness would not last forever. The sun would return and light would again enter their lives. Solstice is that moment when we recognize a slight turning of the sun. It is not frozen tonight just as the ancients did. In our gathering together, 
in our seeking of the light, we find hope in the darkness. We know the light's going to return. And the returning light may bring us renewed energy, perhaps a new sense of purpose that we can start anew. We can redirect ourselves. There may be new opportunities that await us. So to open ourselves to these opportunities and prepare for the return of the light, think about this. Think about letting go of anything that might hold you back, that might keep you from taking advantage of those opportunities. Think about what it is time to do. Think about something that might make it difficult for you to move forward with your life. Ask yourself if you need to leave anything behind to start anew. Is it a fear? It is, is it a sense of inertia? Are there roadblocks you've erected? Are there habits that you continue to, continue to struggle to break? Do you need to let yourself dream? Or do you need to revise a dream? Whatever it is, let it surface. Hopefully when you came in this evening, you picked up a piece of paper and a pen and pencil. All those questions I was asking, hopefully they've caused you to bring something to mind that you might wish to leave behind, to let go of. Think about that. Think about what it might be. And write that on a piece of paper. And as I put these thoughts together, I thought, I'm willing to bet there are some of you who may be thinking the same thing you thought about last year or year before and still have not been able to move beyond that. I'd encourage you to try again. Often it takes that. Now, if you didn't pick up a piece of paper when you came in, you can do it as you leave. Write on it what you wish to let go of. And obviously anybody who's watching this either tonight or later who's streaming can participate in the same activity. Now, at the end of the service, there was going to be a Yule fire burning outside near the parking lot entrance. And you're invited to take your piece of paper and to put it in that fire as together we covenant, we covenant our intent to let go of our barriers. I'll give you a second to think and write. Now again this year, the First UU Drum Club has escaped Margaret's basement. 
where they've been making music together every week in part to ready themselves for this service. And as I said in the welcome, their gift to us is an incantation. Their collective rhythms calling forth the sun. Now, this portion of the service begins in the quiet of the dark. I'd encourage you to let the darkness enfold you and the drum music that ensues, that beat, move through you. And it's more than drumming, too. There are some other instruments that will be playing in that darkness. Be patient. Be patient for the coming of the light and for the rising from the darkness. And after our sun reappears, I'll light a candle from the, from the chalice flame, walk the center aisle, lighting the candle of those of you in the end, and each of you then can tip your candle in that lit flame as it passes among you, collectively honoring the promise of the return of light.
Our closing hymn is a winter solstice chant, number 1063 in the Teal hymnal. This time I will ask you to stand, please. 1063. Please remain standing. Before reading the closing, some of you won't be able to do this, but we don't have a postlude in this service because we will go out and attend to the, to the Yule Fire, our paper in the Yule Fire. So usually when we have a postlude, we get a chance to express our gratitude to the musicians. Since we're not doing that tonight, I would like to do that by saying thank you, drummers and Mark. Even on my hands and knees in the balcony, it was wonderful. <laughs> Closing words from Gregory Jones. On this, the longest night of the year, we are warmed by the certain knowledge that tomorrow will welcome more light than today, as it has for eons, for billions of years, the coming of light brings life. May we be awed by the great miracles of light and life and faithfully nurture the mystery and magic of wonder. Hold the spirit of this service in your heart as you depart. See you around the Yule log or the refreshment table. <laughs>